Pettit, and I'm a girl camper. I go places and I do things in my Liberty Outdoors lightweight towable trailers. Along the way, I meet many interesting people traveling the back roads, and I want to share their stories with you. We will talk about the qualities of what makes a girl camper and how you can be a girl camper too. The girl campers are having a party, and you're invited. Stay tuned while I share what's happening on the back roads of America the Beautiful. Welcome, I'm Janine Pettit, girl camping ambassador, blogger, adventurist, and podcaster. And this is a mini episode of the Girl Camper Podcast. I am on sabbatical for the month of January, so I will be bringing you five mini shows. No ads, no news roundup. I'll be back on February 5th for our full episodes, but today I am kicking off the new year with a five-part series on transforming. That is our theme for 2019. It's that time of year we make resolutions, lose weight, get your finances under control, declutter our homes. Most of us will give up on those before the month's end because we don't have a plan to achieve our goal and we fall into old broken patterns. For the next five weeks, we are going to be looking deeply into why we fail to achieve. My guest for the next five weeks is my nephew, Bob Thompson. Bob is a transformation expert who has helped literally thousands and thousands of people reshape not only their bodies, but their lives. He's here today for the fo- and for the following four weeks to share some wisdom on how you can get in the right mindset, overcome stumbling blocks, create an action plan, deal with setbacks, and stay in it for the long game. It is my pleasure to welcome my nephew and my own personal mentor to the show, Bob Thompson. Thank you, Janine, so much for having me, and that was an amazing intro. <laughs> Super excited for the next five weeks. To give your listeners an idea of who I am, I'm going to cover kind of just real quick uh, about my journey and what got me to where I am today. I would love that. Awesome. Uh, So I was not always into fitness, which has kind of sparked my entire career and everything that I've done. Instead, when I was younger, uh, as you know, I was a little bit more of a lost, wild soul. A little rebel. A little bit of a rebel. Uh, Not the most focused individual kind of getting in trouble quite often. Uh, But there became a point in time where I got into fitness. I started working out. And when I started working out, it changed everything for me. So when I started working out, I finally found something to take this crazy energy that I have and put it into something. And as a result, over the years, I was able to find my passion what I was really truly meant to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as a result, I think I was actually totaling it up this morning. Um, and I th- believe my gyms have helped transform over 15,000 people in the short period of time that we've been open. But also because of fitness, I went from having no desire to have any sort of career, mm-hmm. no goals in mind whatsoever, to opening up my first gym, to now having eight of my own locations to actually having a franchise along with a supplement company as well that are going to grow to have a tremendous uh, impact on the communities all throughout the U.S. and also the world. You know, I'm so proud of you, and I I am going to bust my buttons and say that here because it's exciting for me as the aunt to be sitting here with you, talking to you on a professional level, 
it's so exciting when the kids grow up and they make you proud. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you've made us all in the family so proud. All of you kids have. I, I don't want to single you out, but but you you have a fire in your belly. Um, and what I really admire about what you did, you came out of college and you were a personal trainer. And that was your goal. Like, just be employed, make money, you mm-hmm. know, pay your bills. And you grew and grew. But what I love about your gyms, and I think it's what sets you apart from other people, is I'm your client. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. You can say <laughs> it. Um, you, you didn't want to open a gym with a bunch of bodybuilders glossing their bodies. You wanted to help people. You understood this connection between mind and health and it being the conduit to all the other things you want to do in your life. So you made your target audience those who don't like exercise. Tell us about that. It's actually interesting because that is what fuels me every single day, what fuels the team uh, at Legion and the guiding mission of of the company. But to actually rewind that a little mm-hmm. bit, when I first started Legion, it was completely different. My business was completely different. The The goals and the focus in mind were to actually train athletes mm-hmm. because I was thinking at the time that I like to lift weights to get stronger, to build muscle, and that's what I thought the client that I wanted to work with. And you were working with the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, so I worked with a ton of the Eagles, a ton of pro athletes, then worked with a ton of high school athletes, and it was really great with the younger athletes to see them shape, and it really wasn't for the sport that was rewarding, but to see them change as individuals. But then I look back at to when I actually started working out, and the reason that I started working out is because I had no confidence, I had no self-esteem, I really wasn't happy with myself as a result being a very troubled kid, getting mm-hmm. kicked out of school, all of that, you know, being in trouble quite a lot. And I realized what ended up happening is although the company started to train athletes in the beginning, we were having people come in that wanted to lose weight, mm-hmm. that wanted to feel better about themselves, and that was way more rewarding than anything else I was ever doing. You know, when they were coming in, it it actually tied in more to the journey that I had early on of what fitness really gave to me. And that's when I realized, and that's what kicked off. We almost pivoted the company, changing it and then going, hey, this is where we're going. This is the individual that we want to work for. This is the person that really needs our help. And it is extremely rewarding to help that person actually overcome these obstacles that oftentimes they didn't believe possible. I absolutely love that because I joined one of these transformation gyms where you lose 20 pounds in six weeks, right? And I went, and it was nothing but exercise. So I got myself there at 4.30 in the morning, if you can believe it. Mm-hmm. 4.30 in the morning, and then I went home, and I was absolutely exhausted, and I didn't know what to eat, and I didn't um, I, I didn't really have support. I, I, I had an online group there and Facebook where people would share things, but... I, I, it was more than just making yourself exercise. I didn't love exercise. I didn't want to be there. So I want to take this back to where you and I developed this little thing for the next five weeks, all about transforming. And in week one, we're going to talk about the mind game because it really all starts there. My, I wanted to lose the weight, but my mind wasn't in Absolutely. it. So what is your... Um, what is your take on the mind game? You sum it up in a certain way. Everything starts with your mind. Mm -hmm. No matter what your goal or what you're setting out to accomplish, if you don't have the proper mindset to do it, it's not going to happen. And the people that come to my facilities are just like you. Mm 
mm-hmm. often where they don't really necessarily have the proper mindset or they've tried stuff in the past that didn't mm-hmm. work or have never tried it at all. You have to give them all the tools, but ultimately when it comes down to that, they have to believe in themselves. Mm-hmm. That's the number one most important thing is they have to believe in themselves. And then you have to make that happen through things such as understanding what their why is. When you're setting a goal, you want to accomplish something, you have to understand why do you actually want to accomplish this? Mm-hmm. What is the bigger picture so that you can get to that point? And then that also circles back to then bringing into that additional belief in yourself. All right. So right away when you're saying this, it's, it reminds me of a story. So I was on a, a guest speaker panel and one of the women in the audience asked me if the Girl Camper Movement was a women's empowerment group. And I said, no, it's not. And my core belief is that I'm a little insulted by people who say you're you're a women's empowerment group because there is the suggestion there that somehow we were disempowered. I was never disempowered. Mm -hmm. And um, so I explained it the way I understand it for me. I was never disempowered. I lacked the tools to know how to do this, so I learned how to tow, and I learned how to get gas in a gas station, and I learned how to pull in and out and hitch and unhitch, and so I just needed tools. I was not disempowered. So we left the stage, and we got off the stage, and my friend, Anita, who I love so dearly, she was um, a girl camper friend of mine from Alabama, and we got off the stage, and she said to me, oh, Janine, that is not how it works. She said, there are so many people And she said, they've never had anybody pat them on the back. They've been told their whole lives they can't do it. They don't possess that core belief in themselves. And as soon as she said it, I knew it was true because I've met these women. I've been camping with these women for 12 years. I've met thousands. So what if you don't have, you don't possess a belief in yourself? Is that something you can obtain? 100%. Most people aren't just going to, and there are, obviously exceptions to this, but most people aren't going to say, hey, I can do whatever I achieve. I set my mind to. I'm going to achieve it. I want to achieve this physique. I want to achieve this career success or anything like that. Most people are going to go in timid, especially today, and not truly understand where they are. So anybody can change their beliefs in themselves. They can make it happen, but they have to be act, they have to actively try and accomplish those things. Uh, you know, when it comes down to trying to create belief in yourself, there's a couple things that you can do to actually make that happen. Mm-hmm. One of them is as simple as understanding the fact that you're here, mm-hmm. that you are a human being, that you are alive mm-hmm. means you have value. So yeah. understanding that you have self-value, have self-worth right then and there means you should understand you can accomplish anything. Mm-hmm. The next thing would be to remind yourself of that. Mm-hmm. Have those daily affirmations and it might actually be hourly affirmations. Yeah. If you're you know, relatively really broken, you may have to constantly remind yourself this is you know, this is my worth. This is where I'm going. This is me. I can do whatever I want. And then finally having... I'm writing my own story. Correct. Yeah. Like I'm writing my own story. I can... It doesn't matter what's happened in the past. All that matters is what happens today and what happens moving forward. Mm-hmm. And and knowing that your past doesn't define your current self and your future. And then with that, also having your affirmations. Or I'm sorry, mm-hmm. having with your affirmations is then setting yourself up for small victories. Tell, tell us about that. Like... Give us an example of how you would set yourself up for small victories. Small victory could be as simple as setting your bed every morning. And that is something that I did not do growing up at all. Like I would just hop out of bed and, and be mm-hmm. a mess. But And I circle everything back to, to learning really from fitness and from working mm-hmm. out. Because when I first started working out, I was 115 pounds. Mm-hmm. You know, So the goal of mine was to change my physique. Mm-hmm. You, know, to you were put a on a, I was a little on the tiny side. <laughs> 
<laughs> was to, to change my physique. So then I realized that came down to eating, to exercise. And when I started doing that, I started gaining muscle. I started gaining weight. I noticed that my actions were allowing me to have these small successes. Fast forward to the future, it's the same thing. I kind of take those habits that were taught for me from from working out and apply them to every single day. So if you wake like up... your daily life. Your daily your life. And everything. You know, so if you start to say, here's my goals for the day, here's my checklist that I need to kind of knock these marks off of, and you start your day with some some easy wins, mm-hmm. you're setting yourself up to know that you can be successful and you can accomplish anything. So making the bed is an easy win. Make, it's an easy win. Brushing your teeth, an easy win. You've already accomplished two things today. What else can't you accomplish? Right. So, so I thought it was interesting because I follow you on Instagram and I, I love your posts on Instagram. <laughs> you did a post a couple of weeks ago about why you own dogs. <laughs> it, it, I have a lot. For discipline. You have two now. You had three. We lost our Ruby. She's the Ruby. greatest dog. And I'm tempting myself to get another one, but no. we'll have to. Yeah, we'll have to scale that back a little bit. But you, 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 you got dogs on purpose to make yourself accountable and responsible. Well, it's, I, and you're a good dog owner. You love them. I would say it teaches me. It has taught me about responsibility. Mm-hmm. I didn't intend or I didn't originally get the dogs for for those things. I didn't. If I had taught myself, or told myself I get a dog, I'm going to give myself responsibility. Yeah. I probably at the time because I was young when I got Ruby, I would have been like, Nah, I'm good. Yeah. I don't want that. Um, you know, but having a dog or having a child or anything like that, it's tremendous responsibility that is associated with it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we. Like for me, I didn't understand that at the time, but I've come to understand that because my my dogs rely on me yeah. to allow them to. You're everything. To, to them. Exactly, I am their everything. So it's it's taught me the discipline of waking up to take them out in the morning to to making sure that every single day a priority of them is to getting their exercise to then teaching them the behaviors mm-hmm. that they need to in order to be good dogs. Like I live in the city. I have two gigantic dogs mm-hmm. that are the sweetest ones in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're relatively disciplined, but at the same time, they can be intimidating to a lot of people, mm-hmm. especially walking around the city. Like I can't take any chances. Those little dogs run up on mine right. or whatever. Like they're going to be like, hey, you have this giant Doberman and this Roddy Boxer mix. You know, they're going to be the ones to blame. So it's my responsibility to make sure that they can – Function in everyday situations. Right, they're good dogs. That they're good dogs. Uh, but You're it setting also yourself up to be a great parent. <laughs> maybe. Um, but with the dogs, it's it has taught me to have a ton of responsibility. Like I have to wake up. I I can't not feed them in the morning. I can't not walk them multiple times a day. Mm-hmm. I have to get them their exercise. So those are things that I have to do every single day, no matter what is going on in the world. I have to do that every single day for them. So you need to look at those as victories. So Correct. we all do things. You know, like I. I think of the moms, I think of my audience, I think of the women who day in and day out got up, got kids out to school, packed lunches, read all the notes from the teachers, got all the science project things. Those are all victories. And and there could be a mindset in there that we're not doing anything, that we're not successful. But if we've done that every day for the last 25 years, those are victories. Huge victories. I, I think so. Yeah, gigantic victories. Yeah. Uh, I once sat down and figured out how many meals I put on the table in the last 36 years. It was epic. Do you remember the number? <laughs> I don't. Well, I cook five nights a week for, yeah. you know, so um, know, 52 weeks. Yeah. So 36 years. That's, that's, a, lot. that's a lot. It's yeah. a lot of meals. And, and when I looked at it like that, I thought, that's huge. Like, cause that, it's so rote, you know, like, but, but you have to come up with something new every week. And my kids laugh at me and they go, Oh, look, the goulash is out here. She's moving into her winter rotation. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, like 
they count on that for food. So I, I want to speak to the people who feel demoralized, like they don't they don't see value in their self, and tell them to look again at themselves and see all the things. You're you're most likely a good mother. You're taking care of aging parents. You're probably a good neighbor. You're a great employee. Like these are all accomplishments. So if you have this one like craw on your side, like I can't get a handle on my finances or I can't get this weight off, that's one small thing in a big area mm-hmm. of accomplishments. And you've got to train your mind to look at it that way. Absolutely. I mean, we're conditioned to look at what our neighbors are doing, what the TV shows us, what we see on the internet and everything like that. So oftentimes we are measuring ourselves up to some sort of impossible, impossible standard. Mm-hmm. So we don't take a step back to look at, wow, I just provided dinner every single yeah. night for my family. Or I just mm-hmm. graduated high school. Not everybody's even graduating high school. Yeah. you know, Or I went to college or I was able to get a car. Whatever small accomplishment is yeah. huge that we don't give ourselves enough credit for. And when we start focusing on a lot of those things, and then we realize, well, if I did that, what can I do? Or what can I do? I, I love that. I love that because, you know, I have these things I want to do. But you and I were talking earlier, and I want to get back to what you alluded to in the beginning about the why. Mm-hmm. So you are my mentor, literally. <laughs> I follow you on Instagram, and you and I chat at night. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was laughing when I was sitting in some hotel room, and I got a text for you at midnight. Aunt Janine, you're on Instagram. You're killing it. Really <laughs> makes me laugh. Um, but, but I'm always on yours and looking for that insight every morning. And you said something to me about the why. Well, I want to take off this weight. And you said to me, why? Well, because I want to look better. But you said, no, it's got to go deeper. Tell us about exploring the why. The most important thing that uh, my team and I have ever found when we have somebody come in to be transformed is understanding why they want to do it. Mm-hmm. It's not a normal question to ask ourselves of really what we want to do. We're going to always give surface level answers because mm-hmm. we don't want to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. We don't want to let people in or anything like that. So we're going to really shield foolish. it. You don't want to look foolish. You don't, you know, you don't want to embarrass yourself or anything like that. So oftentimes saying our true goal, A, we don't even really know it yet or we don't want to let anybody know about it. So when somebody comes in, they're like, well, why do you want to accomplish this? I want to lose weight. Okay, cool. Dig a little deeper. Mm-hmm. Why do you want to lose weight? Well, I, I you know, I want to fit my, my old jeans. <laughs> yeah, my nephew's getting married. Well, why is that important to you? Well, you know, I don't want to you know, be uncomfortable in this dress that I wore three years ago. And then you keep digging deeper and digging deeper and you find the true reason behind it. That's what's then going to be the motivating factor for anything moving forward. Mm -hmm. Because anytime that you struggle, you hit a roadblock or a setback or anything like that, you can circle back to your why Mm -hmm. of what the bigger picture is. And then that'll remind yourself what you're doing and why you're doing this, because it's not easy. This journey is not. I, I guess there's a lot of different answers to why, right? So you having transformed thousands of people and, and you working with reluctant clients, like maybe clients who don't have a deep belief in their self, what are you finding are the whys? When people start to dig, what's the why? It's not, it's not my nephew's wedding. What is it? I mean, ultimately, everybody has their – there's a million whys because the why is going to be – independence of the individual. Right. There are maybe going to be some common themes, but ultimately people just aren't happy with mm-hmm. where they are currently. I loved the story you told about your client who came in and weighed 700 pounds. Yeah. So this was absolutely amazing. And 
and often, I guess when we say sometimes, what are our whys? Um, we, I speak only from my experiences mm-hmm. uh, and you can only speak from your experiences. But like for me, I couldn't, you know, relate to his why too much because it's so independent to him mm-hmm. and certain people that go to the gyms don't share, aren't in the same cir- circumstance. So this, so this, so this individual was 700 pounds who he needed her mm. and he was awesome. But the reason that he came in on the surface level, you're going to be like, well, why do you need to be here? I need obvious? to lose, I need to lose weight. Obviously, mm. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not healthy or anything like that. But ultimately the reason that he was there is he, he actually joined with his son and his wife mm-hmm. because his why was so that he could be there for his son as his son grew older, but mm-hmm. also show him the proper habits that his son, so his son would model because we are the habits of what we see. I grew up smoking cigarettes. Mm -hmm. Why did I grow up smoking cigarettes? My assumption is going to be because that's what I grew up around. You know, my parents both smoked heavily. So the entire family smoked. That's what we knew. So if he's not eating healthy, he's not exercising, his son's going to not eat healthy. He's not going to exercise. So he wants to provide a proper life for his kid and be there for his son. Yeah. So he wanted to get healthy and he wanted to start working out to show his son that he could do that. But then at the end of the day, also be there for his son when his son is older. Right. And he did it. He, he did he, 120 pounds in like three months. Wow. It's amazing. And he's still on the journey. He's still going. He's, he's still embracing going. it. He's oh going. Oh my gosh. Well, I, I, I love exploring this whole idea because I think... Anytime you're going to transform, whether you're going to declutter your house or get a handle on the bills or lose weight or get healthy, it all starts with the mind. It's the number one thing. 100%. If you don't believe in yourself, if you don't have your mind right, you can't accomplish anything. So you got to go back to the why. you got to figure out, you know, what, what's motivating you. What's the bigger, bigger picture? And then you've got to celebrate those little small victories. You, you may not have a good circle of influence and you need people. You may have to rely on yourself. You may have to sit down. I read something on Facebook the other day. It said, you will speak more to yourself in your head than anybody else in the world. So be kind to yourself. I agree with that. Yeah. So you may have to be your own cheerleader, you know, initially, you know, tell yourself that you're worth it and and remind yourself of all the victories you have. Remind yourself of every meal you put on the table. I think, too, that just like you said in the beginning, that that you're here, you're born, you're alive. I would say you're wonderfully and fearfully made in the image of God. So you have innate value. You are valuable to him and to your neighbors and those who love you. And so you need to get yourself in a mindset, too, of using affirmations. The world is going to beat you up. So be kind to yourself in your mind. Get those affirmations out there. Remind yourself that I'm writing my own story. I'm in charge of me. Absolutely. You're not the boss of me. (laughs) Bob, this was so much fun. So we're coming back next week. I love our little series here, and I'm going to be coming back to it myself. Next week, we're going to be talking about stumbling blocks because you can't go on this journey of whatever it is you're transforming and expect it to go smoothly. If only it was that simple. If only it was going to be perfect. We wouldn't need you. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Bob, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much. We're going to be back next week with... Step two in our transformation, and that is what to do when we hit a stumbling block. Have a good week, everybody. 